0: Visit our website today, do the rework.com forward slash auctions and take the first step toward transforming your business and making a difference in your community.
1: Welcome to The Rework with Allison Tyler-Jones, a podcast dedicated to inspiring portrait photographers to uniquely brand, profitably price, and confidently sell their best work. Allison has been doing just that for the last 15 years, and she's proven that it's possible to create unforgettable art and run a portrait business that supports your family and your dreams. All it takes is a little rework episodes will include interviews with experts from in and outside of the photo industry mini workshops and behind the scenes secrets that allison uses in her portrait studio every single day she will challenge your thinking and inspire your confidence to create a profitable sustainable portrait business you love through continually refining and reworking your business let's do the rework
0: Hello, portrait photographer friends, and welcome back to The Rework. Today, I am bringing back our favorite guest photographer, Catherine Langsford from Photos by Catherine in Vancouver, Canada. And you know, those Canadians are just so awesome. And she's bringing with her, her bag of tricks for spoiling her very best clients, actually spoiling all of her clients. It's really just about the little things, the layer upon layer of service that we provide to surprise and delight our clients, to polish and hone their pain points away. Without further ado, let's discuss all the little things to spoil our clients. Welcome to the Rework Podcast with Katherine Linksford. So excited. <laughs> Oh, we're just jumping right in. We're just jumping in. We're just okay. jumping in because okay. that's how we roll. We don't have time. You got no. a server that's like packing up on you yeah. and, you know, we're headed into the busy season and we do not have time to mess around. We we're just going to No go, time. Going to just jump in. So I would love to talk about what you wanted to talk about.
2: Spoiling clients or... Yes. Okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That's a great idea. I think we're both
0: big on that, but we kind of do it in different ways. And I would love to hear all about your ideas for spoiling clients. But before we talk about specific ideas, what is your overall global theory of the rationale for spoiling clients? What
2: is the purpose of spoiling? I mean, the obvious is experience. So I just want this to exceed their expectations. I want to, you know, there was, I think it was the, from that book, The Pumpkin Plan, talking about surprise and delight, the client. I love that idea. I love the yes. idea of things they never expected would happen. I want them to leave thinking this is so much... I, I just love it when people say, this is so much better than I thought it would be, or this is so much more fun than I thought it would be. So we're always thinking of and looking for ways to surprise and delight.
0: I um, love that. And that's the book that you're talking about is The Pumpkin Plan by Mike McCallowitz, And right. we'll link to that in the show notes. That's a I think that's been a game changer book for so many people. It's such a good illustration of lots of things for small business. So when you're surprising and delighting in your world, because Canada is different. I don't know if you knew this, but Canada is different than the United States of America. It's in America. We're both in North America, but different. different so indeed. do you find any differences in how, like what spoils in Canadian versus what spoils in American?
2: Hard to know because my frame of reference is Canada. But yep. <laughs> I think I, I think, you know, as I've considered different ways of spoiling my clients and surprising and delighting my clients, I feel like I always come back to service. I've tried different types of gifts and swag and little sort of material surprises. Yeah, I've done lots of that through the years, lots of different iterations of that. But I feel like what blows people away is levels of service. We still do a little bit of the, the gifting things, but I really want to make sure that they're valuing the things that they purchase. And I want to be careful about giving away anything that might take away from the fact that they paid for something else. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what I I'd like, to, I would like some more detail on that. So what I mean is I used to, for example, sometimes years ago, I would gift things with the idea that I want this gift to sort of serve as a marketing piece for me. So I might gift a family, a set of holiday cards Mm. so they could, so if they spent, you know, a great amount of money and they're great clients, and I really want them to talk about me and their circle of friends, I might gift them maybe not even holiday cards, but like I used to call them family note cards, like a family card that they can give out as a thank you or as a, you know, come to our barbecue or social stationery or something. Yeah, exactly. Family stationery. And my thought was, you know, this is showing my appreciation to them and giving them something useful, but it also sort of spreads my business name around. However, people need to pay a substantial amount for our custom holiday cards. So I felt like that feels a bit weird. Like that might raise questions, you know, about the value of the holiday cards that they pay Mm, for. mm -hmm. So I wouldn't say that I don't ever do anything like that, but I've moved more toward Spoiling people with service. So for example, sometimes it's my time. So a client who might have a busy schedule and doesn't have time to send in their wall photos, I'll think nothing to get in my car and go over to their house and do it and show up. Or, you know, whenever I can, I'm physically there for the installation. Like just as a personal, mm-hmm. like I want to oversee this and make sure it's perfect for you. So there I've just talked about like the very beginning and the very end of the um, service continuum that we provide our clients. But all along the middle, I mean, I would say, you know, something else little that we do is... And people just like, freak out over this we still use those sticky albums mm. so instead of just Dropboxing people a social media file you know like we we provide that size file of, for portraits that people have ordered as as uh, fine art so we we give them a small version of that to share mm-hmm. on social media so we do it as a sticky album I don't know if you know about those yeah. they're like yeah, yeah. So it's really simple little app that people have on their phone and it just sits there like an icon on the home screen. They click on it and can show the photos off. It's super simple. But people but can just share it. They think they it's love so it. cool and it's really easy and they always ask for it if we've, you know, if we're a week or two late in getting it to them, they remember from yeah. last time. So that kind of thing in the I studio. Kind of jumping all over the place here, but a couple of years ago, what I did was I took my staff and I said, okay, we're going to walk through our process with clients from the eyes of the client and see, okay, how are they experiencing us? How are they experiencing our physical space? What does the hallway look like? What does it look like when we open the door to the studio? Is anything sort of messy or not fitting with the image of our space? How does it smell? Does mm. it smell great? What's the overall... Is your your Thai curry in the trash? Right. Fumigating. Yeah. Yeah. So we came away with a few sort of guidelines, one of which was nobody's going to reheat anything in the microwave for an hour and a half before any client is coming. No joke. Mm -hmm. We came away with that. Right. But that's just an example. Like we, you know, we built in certain aromas. We're pretty picky about what the aromas are. We have a protocol in terms of a very spare appearance to our physical space. Like there's Mm -hmm. nothing extra sitting around. It's very clean and clear and not a lot of clutter. And if clutter starts to happen, it needs to be caught like within the 24 hour period and cleaned Mm -hmm. back up. (laughs) Well, it it definitely has a very gallery
0: type feel your studio does, you know, so which is right. That's very spare. Okay. So I want to take you back because I'm loving this is so good. So let's go back to back up a little bit and go to not giving away the work. Uh-huh. And so I think that's interesting because when you first start, there's all these cute things like that the, the uh-huh. labs and all the things mm-hmm. do. You the know, Christmas there's keychains ornaments. and there's ornaments and there's all mm-hmm. these things that have the work on, you know, that you can put your photos on. And I agree with you. I always found that a bit weird to put that we're trying to sell our work as fine art for our clients' homes and then yep. oh, and here's your keychain, you know? Yep. And so I really have reached the same conclusion that I don't want to put the work, I'm not gifting the work because that's what they're paying me to do. That is the product. But then you can gift something besides that. Yep. So let's table that. I'm going to put a pin in that for one second. Yeah. But then I love this concept of that then we're we're saving them time. So this layers of service or levels of service that we're giving, because when when you first said that, when you first were like, well, I want to surprise and delight my clients and give good service or give service. That's what everybody says, right? That's what it's Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, well, good service. Okay, whatever. But that's really just like entry-level skills. That's just the bare minimum is Mm -hmm. that, oh, of course you would give good service, but it's going above and beyond. So you, you can't get your photographs of your walls to me, I'm going to stop by your house and do it. Or I'm going to be there at the delivery and the installation, which again, the delivery and installation for a lot of photographers, that would be a way above and beyond
2: levels of service.
0: So Mm -hmm. what else? What other things are you doing that when you think of those levels of service, have you built into that?
2: Just sort of starting from the beginning of my work with them, I feel like the consultation is a level of service. I mean, we're taking a lot of the brain breaking, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, kind of decision process out of their hands or helping them along with it to the point where like, ultimately they're ending up at a portrait session where they know exactly what they're doing. And it's just, fun, you know, yeah. meaning we know exactly what we're doing for the wall. We know exactly that, you know, we know that they want an album or they don't or whatever. So all we're doing at the session is just having fun and, and getting all those great portraits. And the same with the uh, view and order. The view and order is just uh, you know, we've done all the decision-making with you ahead of time. We've walked you through, you know, deciding on the wall, deciding on the size, deciding on the budget. And now we're just finishing it up and putting a bow on it. So I feel like that is a part of great service. I mean, it definitely makes things better for us as a business as well. But I yeah. think it's incredible service for clients to take those hard decisions out of their hands or at least walk them through making them in a painless process. And then I would say things like connecting them with a stylist and a makeup mm-hmm. artist you know, like having those, those services, we've already pre-vetted those services. I have a great woman that I have worked with at Nordstrom and I'm really happy to make that introduction and make sure that she takes good care of them if they want to be styled or have their children styled. Same with makeup. We have, I mean, makeup artists aren't necessarily easy to come by like great, reliable, really great makeup artists. So we have vetted the ones that we use that we stand behind them. They're incredible. And we just save them the trouble of trying to sort through the other ones until they find someone good. So those sort of things. So you're just
0: taking responsibility. You're managing. We're taking out the
2: pain points. Right. You're managing
0: every point, every part of the process. You're taking responsibility to advise and help them figure it out. It's like just from beginning to end. And so the thing that I think is interesting about that too, is that you're not just spoiling the client. You're also simultaneously training the client or educating the client.
2: Mm -hmm. As to the level of service that they're engaging us in. Exactly. But also like how this
0: works, you Uh know, without saying in a way what you're doing is you're saying this is how this is going to
2: work without saying, okay, this is how this is going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, so yeah, it's fish. interesting because the idea is, yes, we do need to educate them and show them how this is going to work because we know how it will best work with the best possible outcome. But yeah, you're right. We don't want to break that down and say, here are the rules. Here's how it's going to go. Yeah. Here's what I'm <laughs> no. not going to do. Right. And here's, well, cause
0: like, I mean, you know, when we started in our career, the contract situation, right? Like mm-hmm. here's the 10 page contract yeah, for your new session. Here.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I mean, there are people that are still doing that. Like, let me just add another paragraph to my contract because the last person that just came in, like we needed a paragraph for her because wow.
2: Right, and you know what? I mean, in a way, we're doing the same thing. We're just positioning it as an elevated level of service to make our client most happy with what we're doing with the experience. So, I mean, right. but so, we are but doing that the same
0: thing. Because I think it's it's interesting. Like, how do you end up at one place and not the other? Because that contract place is very much. I, I remember when I had my scrapbooking store. It seemed like we just kept, every week we had to make a new policy for somebody else that had like some other customer. That had screwed us basically, <laughs> you know, tried uh-huh. to return something that they'd already opened and used. Okay. Now we have a policy for that. Or so we were spending all of our time making these policies for the, the clients that we actually didn't really want. And then not having enough time to really think about how are we going to spoil and make this experience amazing and great for the people that are great. So it's like, I think easy to get caught in that, negative spiral. So do you feel Mm -hmm. like you've ever been caught in a negative spiral like that? And if you did, how did you get out of that?
2: Million, kajillion percent. Yes. I mean, haven't all of our decisions and changes to our business come from horrible mistakes that we...
0: Yeah. I mean, mine, (laughs) um, I know mine have. (laughs) I think there are probably other smarter people out there
2: than me, but yeah. Yeah. Who get it right the first time, but you know, it's taken us 20 whatever years. Yeah. The best example is I want to go back to the consultation. I mean, not to be a broken record, but you know, before I was educating clients in that way with this very clearly structured consultation process, I would have many times where people would A, assume they knew what they'd be spending mm-hmm. or B, neglect to give any thought to what kind of fine art they wanted or See, not even consider, or even on the more simple level, not even consider like, oh, maybe we actually want my parents to be a part of this session because we're not talking it through and making a plan. Right. We're just making a call and setting up a session and ticking that off the list. Right. So without going deeper into why are we capturing your family now? What are we creating for your family now? What will be special about this session this year? Without having those conversations, both about the product and about the moment in time, There's things that never get uncovered and things that they wish they'd known or they wish they'd thought about, or they wish they could have, you know, given more thought to. Right.
0: Well, and it's such an effort really for them to get the clothes together and drag the kids down. And I mean, this is a big deal. It's hard. It's not an easy process for them. And we do it all day, every day. So we just don't, I think it's easy to lose sight of the fact that it is a daunting process, especially if you have kids of a certain age that don't want to do it or husbands that aren't really that excited about it. So what are you doing in those instances? Like how do you smooth that pain point for the client when, let's talk about husbands. Sure. How do you make it great for the husband?
2: You know what? I think every level of service that I feel like I've polished and honed has come from pain points and things I've heard clients say along the lines of, you know, I wish I'd known this or I wish I'd done this differently. So I take those as lessons and starting points for how can I make things better? So the husband thing is a great one. I mean, there's been so many times where, first of all, he's really busy. He feels like he doesn't have time for this. He's really frustrated when he arrives or he's late or the whole family is late because he was on a call. So then sort of looking at, all right, how can we streamline things for your husband? Maybe we should book at lunchtime so he has a little bit more time. Maybe I should suggest you take two cars so that he can just Mm -hmm. be here for his part and then take off maybe, really, you only want the kids photographed this year.
0: totally. Like those are- Maybe we don't need him. Yeah. And you might not be married to him next year. Yeah, I mean
2: exactly. Let's Let's just go with the kids. Let's let's go with the thing that is never going to change. The kids. Yeah. But really though, again, people have in their mind this task. Got to book the photographer. Okay, booked her. Check. And they just don't think those things through. Really, all I care about is photos of my kids this year. We had our family photographed at a wedding three months ago. I don't need that. Right. Or, you know, honestly, all I want of my family is just one photo to put on my husband's desk and it doesn't need to be a professional photo shot in Catherine's studio. So why don't we just take all of that stress out and just photograph the kids? Like these are things we have conversations about Yeah, um, that I didn't even think to bring up before. And it makes things so much easier. So let's
0: say that she's convinced it has to be the family, mm-hmm. the husband's coming. And so What is your process for getting that husband on board? So to speak. How do you rope him in or do you? At the session? Whenever. Like let's discuss. Because
2: yeah. I I mean, I know what I do, but I, I want to discuss. I mean, it. wherever possible, I'd love him to come in for the consultation. Yes. So, you know, that's probably the furthest thing from everybody's mind is dragging their husbands in for the consultation. But I do present it like, you know, this is a fine art purchase. It's like part of your home decor. Is that the type of thing you'd like to decide together? And sometimes when I spin it that way, people feel like, yeah, it actually is. And again, we can catch him in by Zoom or by FaceTime. Like he doesn't have to actually leave his office. We need to know, do you like the direction we're going with this plan for wall art? are you on board with how much is this going to cost? Like mm-hmm. we talk about that at the consultation and if he doesn't know anything about it until after the session, that can be a big problem. Right. So I like to talk really openly about that. And there's been a few times when once you frame it that way, the husband's really happy to take 20 yeah. minutes out of his day and be a part of a zoom call or whatever. Well, um, And I think they
0: appreciate, at least I know when we do that, I love the Zoom lately because now everybody knows, since Rona, everybody knows how to use it. So it's awesome. I mean, and most professionals uh. have known, but bringing them in, they are, I find that they feel grateful that you included them. You know, they're, they, they're like, oh, okay. You know, cause usually, you know, the wife might just go handle it and they don't, they're mm-hmm. not involved, but they do have opinions about it. And they they like being, for the most part, they like being involved. My best clients have husbands who like to be involved.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, especially when it's framed as this is a design experience. This is a decor experience. Right. This is like you're choosing art together. Like when they see that that's, that that's what we're doing, sometimes they're a lot more interested and want want to have a lot more involvement. And, yeah. you know, they don't know that unless we educate them about that and explain that. I love that. So, so the, you know, that's how I kind of, usually that's my approach with the consultation. And I'd say it's 50-50, like 50% of families say, no, the wife handles all those things and it's fine that he's not there and he's signing off and letting her do whatever she'd like. and And sometimes that's just fine. Yeah. So then at the session, I mean, what I try and do, like, so there's been a bit of a tone set before the session. And often, sometimes I might ask the wife, like, how's your husband feel about being photographed? Like, how's he going to feel about this? And I get a bit of a heads up um, mm-hmm. as to whether he just wants to get in and out as quick as possible or whether he'll probably love it and he'd be happy to be a part of it. So I, I have a little bit of a heads up. And honestly, I find humor goes a long way. Like, mm-hmm. just, I just, we all have our own sort of flavor of that. And I I know that you like use that a lot I need to know what your I want to hear your humor, then I'll tell you mine. I just make jokes about like asking him if he wants me to do a few close-ups of just him, or you know, if he wants to stay after the rest of the family leaves, because I'm sure <laughs> he's not done with photos yet, or or I might make jokes with the kids, like, you know, it was all daddy's idea to do this today. Like, look, you know, yeah. I'm so glad we're making daddy happy, or just whatever. Like it depends who they are and how much right joke would be the their, joke would land. Like, there's sometimes when there's just probably no joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we just get through it, yeah, just... and then there's other times when that's really worked for me. Like I've had really prickly dads, yeah, who just are able to laugh at themselves, and they see that I see them. They yeah. see that I I see how horrible this is for you. I promise it's going to be quick and painless. And well, I and just think that you know, when you accommodate
0: that, when you know that, and you accommodate that, like just what you were saying before about the lunch. You know, maybe we could do this at lunch, or and we could get them in and out, and that you let them know that like, okay, we're going to get you in and out. This is going to be quick. They never leave. They never leave because they're having a good time and they love seeing their kids. But the fact that you freed them up, that they were going to be, because you know, nobody's busier than they are, then it allows them the space to actually, okay, well I'm going to stay. My version of what you just said is like you say, you gotta kind of read the room and see how they act how they're acting. But I would say, so are you have you just been like counting like how many sleeps till you know photo day? <laughs> you know?
2: And exactly. the guy's like,
0: whatever. And I'm like, oh what, you didn't like that? She's been a complete neurotic basket case over the clothes, probably spent fifty thousand dollars and you have like packages from every online retailer littering your house. Like what that doesn't fun for you, you know? And so you yeah. can see him just like seriously, she's been driving me crazy. You know, I'm like, Look, I like what you, in you and say and to them
2: when they're, when they're on their cell phone during the session and you make comments about like, yeah, you better sell that house and close yeah. that deal. <laughs> it's like, I got some point. I got,
0: I love it because I got to go like, am I done? Like, I got to go. I need to go. I've got an appointment. I'm like, yeah, go sell some more houses because because I I just did you see what happened in there with those kids? Like, this is not going to be cheap. Yeah. And it's true. It's like, not my fault that their kids are like entertaining and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Price of doing business, parents, you know? (laughs) I love that. Yeah, so I think humor for sure. And that's also part of spoiling Mm -hmm. your clients is that that you can have the humor. I think underlying all of that is kind of the message of like, I've got this and Mm -hmm. I've got you. So like, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to recommend the stylist. I'm going to recommend the makeup. I'm going to, obviously, from a photography standpoint, know what I'm doing. And then we're just going to handle all of this. I'm going to help you figure out what to wear. We know where it's going to hang. It's just, it's all handled. And so even though it's still a lot of work for the mom to get the kids ready, Mm -hmm. get those clothes selected and drag them down there and get the husband on board and all of that. I think it takes a lot of pain out of her thought process in that she's also not having to come in and like say, okay, I need you to do this and make sure you get that shot or whatever. Like, I don't have clients saying that to me because we already know what it is that we're shooting for. Mm -hmm. I love it. Okay, so levels of service, love that. We definitely want to just continually always polish the diamond, so to speak, and add levels of service. And there are always new ways to do that. And especially I think Mm -hmm. with technology, like you're talking about the
2: app, Always be looking or, for or new that ways great idea inspired by Tim Walden about um, the letter.
0: Oh yeah! I mean, come on, Tim yeah. Walden. Seriously, that dude. I know. He
2: just layers it on. He just, just layers, layers it on. Layers meaning
0: <laughs> he does. So what no. Tim does for those of you who don't know is that he adds. So when he's <sighs> doing a portrait, say an individual of a child. So maybe he's done the family portrait, and then he's doing individuals of each kid. Then on the back of that, each portrait, he'll have an envelope and then inside of it will be a little paper that has some journaling prompts that they've come up with. And of course, it's beautifully designed and everything. And Mm -hmm. that's a letter that that parent can write to that child and then they can gift that to them at some future date, like when they graduate from college or when they get married or whatever. And what does that cost? Nothing. You know, it takes time to come up with it.
2: And I'll tell you, I had just a super quick story. I had a client a couple of years ago, big client ordered $60,000 worth of albums from me, one for each of her children, each spanning almost 20 years of portraits. So it was a huge job. And this client was very particular. And it actually took us six months to complete just because she had a lot of special custom requests. And it was a lot. The day I was delivering to her, I delivered in person and I took one of the albums out to present to her. Before I did that, I gave her a pair of cotton gloves. And Mm -hmm. honestly, through this whole process, through, you know, this incredible big, large scale session and the ordering process and looking at these beautiful products that she fell in love with, that's what blew her mind was those gloves. Mm -hmm. Like her jaw dropped. She kind of sank into a chair. And I think it's because It sort of came together for her like, this is something so special. I think it just sent that message. And it's incredible. I mean, obviously, she's used to fine things. She has a beautiful home. They have, you know, they have a very affluent lifestyle. And those gloves (laughs) just sent a message to her that like, this is really special. And we've treated it very delicately. And I'm here presenting it to you. And yeah, it just blew her mind. And I had actually had Vision Art put special pockets in the inside cover of each of those albums so that we could put in a letter at Tim Walden's inspiration. And I bought, you know, special French stationery and just included like, you know, the stationery and envelopes for her to do that. And again, that didn't cost much at all. And it was uh, very simple to execute. And it just blew her mind. Between well, the and it's stationary, it just blew her mind. It should because it yeah. because really when we're dead, when
0: she's dead and those kids bring out those albums When you walk through her house and probably saw, you know, $60,000 worth of whatever. Yeah. Furniture or what was parked in the garage or whatever. All of that is going to be worth nothing. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And those albums and those words and those pictures and those moments, Mm -hmm. of course. And so I think one of the most important thing you just said in that sentence is about those gloves is that it made it special. And that's what Mm -hmm. spoiling clients is all about is that what we do is special. And if we don't call that out, if we don't yeah. help the clients see how right. special it is, because it's just what we do every day. And we're like, look, let just get another person through here. Like we got to edit this mm-hmm. session, like move it along that we're not letting them experience the full width and breadth right. of what it is that we do. Yeah. And that if we do that, if we do call it out, and like you say, it's in the little, I think it's in the little things. It's not like here's your bottle of and Perignon or here's your keychain, or your free note cards or whatever, because those don't feel special. What feels special is talking about it, is brainstorming it, is showing up for them to take a picture of their wall. It's teasing their husband to where, you know, even though they had a whole fight on the way over and are on the verge of like killing each other, you know, you kind of poke that balloon and then let the air out of it and they can actually enjoy each other and enjoy watching their kids in a shoot yeah. or... And then then that memory of that shoot is special when they look at those images. So it's just the layer upon layer of making things special. And I think in the world that we live in, and you know, you sound really old when you say this, like oh, in the digital age, everything is moving so quickly and so fast. And mm-hmm. we're constantly trying to like mm-hmm. streamline our processes and streamline this, but we can't streamline meaning. We can't streamline special, like streamline everything else. But if it's client facing and client touching, it should be slow and special.
2: Yeah, yeah. And actually, just touching back on gifts, I have given the bottles of Dom Perignon. I have given beautiful, gorgeous flowers. Years ago, I gave my top six clients Tiffany bracelets Mm -hmm. with like custom photo charms. Mm -hmm. None of those things have had the impact that thoughtful service has. That's why I stopped doing them. So true. Like, it's like, every, you know, these people are used to getting a thousand dollar bottle of wine. Like it's yeah. not, I mean, sure they appreciate it, but it's like, it doesn't stand out. No. What stands exactly out right. is you remembering what they told you about their five-year-old on the phone yep. eight weeks later when you have them in the studio. Yep. Or, you know, you realizing that, yes, they may have just had the biggest fight of their marriage on the way over here. You can feel it, you can smell it, and you're going to help them diffuse it because you got this. All levels of service that we put our heart into are, that's just the most the most valuable part of it. And that's the feedback I get over and over again. Yeah, I think
0: that's so great. And then when I think of, you know, like the gorgeous flowers, you think, oh, you know, like you say, all high-end services, they're used to getting yeah. this kind of thing. Like, oh, okay, we're going to gift them the champagne or the flowers or the whatever the thing is. But really, I find that where flowers work is when you find out that their dog died. Mm -hmm. or that they're a family member passed away or something like that. And they maybe have not been to you for two years. And then you send them those flowers at those times or a handwritten note. And again, it's just, they're part of your, we call it, you know, you're part of the ATJ family. It's letting them have that priority booking. You know, when we make our calls at the beginning of the season and say, you have first dibs on the calendar before we release Mm -hmm. it to the public, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just, letting them know that they're special and then calling out again and again why this experience is so special. And then they want to come back. It's more than just the pictures. It's more than just the portraits. They want to have that experience. And and I think that is just, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us and surprising and delighting clients. And we're going to link in the show notes to the book. And Catherine, once again, the brain trust is fabulous. I appreciate your insights and just always great to hear what you're doing up there in Canada. Thank you. It was fun. All right. See you soon. Bye.
1: You can find more great resources from Allison at do the rework.com and on Instagram at do dot the dot rework.